you are Locked On Broncos, your daily podcast on the Denver Broncos, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Locked On Broncos, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. Tonight's episode is brought to you by MyBookie.ag, one of the best premier sports books out there. I'll tell you all about them in just a moment. But on today's show, I'm joined by my man Ty Walden, editor over at Predominantly Orange, a guy I had the privilege of writing with. I'm excited for him to join me on here. Tell tell me why he's a Broncos fan and, and why being a Broncos fan means a lot to him. Obviously, we're going to get more fan feedback involved here on Lockdown Broncos. Look out for the next Fan Friday as well. Tomorrow, we are back for Fan Friday. Ty Wallen joins me here on Thursday's episode of Locked On Broncos. And then I will be picking a random winner tomorrow to join me for Locked On Broncos Fan Friday. Absolutely excited. And that's going to be for next week's show, Locked On Broncos Fan Friday. I'm going to pick a winner tomorrow. We're going to have that guy, whoever it is, guy or gal, Broncos fan come here on the show as well. So very excited about that. So before we get into the interview that I conducted here with Ty earlier, uh, I want to talk about the practice report for this beautiful Thursday, you know, evening, afternoon, whatever it may be, wherever you are. If you're overseas, it, it's dark. It, it's light over here where I'm at. It's getting ready to go dark here where I'm at currently. So going through the injury report, the Denver Broncos, obviously everybody is particularly healthy outside of Cody Latimer and Paxton Lynch. Like we said, Cody Latimer is dealing with a knee injury. Paxton Lynch is still out with that shoulder injury. But Jamal Charles... Doma Topeco and Aqib Tlaib, who sat out of practice yesterday for a Veterans Day off. They were full participants today. Now, on the on the Denver Broncos opponent side for the New York Giants, there was a little bit of a surprise. Okay, last night on the show, I predicted that maybe Landon Collins would return to practice today. Well, Jonathan Casillas and Landon Collins both did not participate for the second day in a row. Paul Perkins didn't as well. Neither did Weston Richburg and... Romeo Aquara, defensive end, was limited today. He wasn't listed on the injury report yesterday, but Olivier Vernon was also a non-participant in practice alongside Sterling Shepard. So as of right now, those DNPs are all questionable for the Broncos game heading into the Sunday. I can imagine that Landon Collins will probably play. He may be limited tomorrow, be a full go on Sunday. I think they're going to give him a lot of rest because he is one of their workhorses as well. And obviously, on the non-injury related part, we look at Dominique rogers Camardi Did not practice yesterday. Walked out of the facility. Well, he met with Ben McAdoo this morning and Ben McAdoo informed him that he was suspended indefinitely. Now, according to the CBA, an indefinite suspension by the team for reasons outside of the CBA policy carry a maximum of four-game suspension. So, Rogers Camardi could be suspended up to four games. Not sure what happens after that, if they suspend him again or if they just decide to let him go. I, I'd imagine they would, but they do have some money invested in Dominique Rogers Camardi. But ideally, Dominique Rogers Camardi is out for this game against the Denver Broncos. And, and the Denver Broncos are healthy, and, and they're looking forward to coming out on Sunday night and just executing a performance of the standard that we know that the Denver Broncos can. And I think that's what I'm most looking forward to is just seeing if the Denver Broncos offense can come out against the defense. It doesn't matter how banged up a defense is. It's Sunday. And if you overlook people in the NFL, you're going to get caught. You know, Mike Tyson had a great saying. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Now, the Denver Broncos have a history, 
Now, I don't know if they have a history this season, but in past years, they have a history of playing down to the competition. If they have a bunch of guys out on the opposing defense, somebody still steps up on the opposing defense and makes them pay. So the Denver Broncos have to come out and and focus on being aggressive early, establish a balance between run pass, get the running game going, have Trevor Simeon dink and dunk and connect on these passes, keep the defense on their heels. And be consistent. Don't try to get too fancy with your play calling. Just execute the offensive game plan. That's the one thing I really want to see from the Denver Broncos on Sunday night is obviously executing and being consistent, maintaining. You can't afford to just have ill-advised effects. And if you overlook an 0-5 team who's battered and everyone's overlooking them, you could get shocked. Okay, I'm just saying that I've seen it in football. I've seen it happen at the high school, collegiate, and pro level where people overlook a team based on their record or based on their injury status, and they get smacked in the mouth. Now, the Denver Broncos, I think, are, are more of a team that where they're focused on the goal they have to accomplish. I know Vance Joseph has done a great job this week at Dove Valley in the practice facility, at practice, everywhere in the media preaching that we have to do our job. We have to execute, and we can't, we can't make mistakes. We can't play down just because they're down. We have to execute and perfect the things that we need to do, obviously, as a football team on the offensive side, defensive side, and special team side of the ball. Like I said, I had a bold prediction that Isaiah McKenzie would break or return this game. We're, we're going to see if that happens, and we'll see on Monday. You guys can tell me if I was right or if I was wrong. But my man Ty Walden, his birthday, hey, I'm, I'm going to interview him here in just a few moments here on Lockdown Broncos. His birthday is actually on Sunday, and so that's a great birthday present. Hopefully the Broncos win. I wish the Broncos could play on my birthday, but guess what? The Denver Broncos don't play on March 31st. So very jealous, very you know, I, I hope, you know, my fingers are crossed. I just want to see the Denver Broncos come out of this game against the Giants. I don't care if they came off a bye. I don't care if the New York Giants are depleted. I just want to see the Denver Broncos play the level of football that we know that they can. And it doesn't matter who you play. If they're a good team or a bad team, if you play your level of football, you play your game, you're going to be successful and you're going to have a lot of success in the National Football League. Now, it's all about maintaining focus. I've, obviously, the goal is to get back to the Super Bowl. I think the Denver Broncos have a Super Bowl caliber roster right now I think just their statement win over the Dallas Cowboys was a big proving point in my opinion for what this Denver Broncos team can do this year they have the guys they have the talent and yeah you know what Kansas City's playing really well New England's falling off a little bit the AFC is still tough Absolutely. The NFC is tough. The NFL this year is going to be tough, but I think the Denver Broncos have the roster, the capability, the athletes, the defensive playmakers to make this happen for the Denver Broncos to get back to the Super Bowl. And it all starts with just executing. And obviously, Daddy, where do babies come from? Uh, well, uh, honey, mommy went to the store. Oh, well, you see, um, well, there's a mommy and a daddy, right? Right. And see, when they call Geico, uh, they could save a bunch of money on car insurance. Oh, really? And that makes them happy? Yes, that makes them very happy. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could have this talk, sunshine. (laughs) Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. The tough part of the Denver Broncos schedule is coming forward. Obviously, you got a three-game road trip. 
And you got to play Philadelphia. Then you got to play the Chargers. You got to play at the Raiders. Then you got to play at the Chiefs. I mean, all those games are coming. You have to play at Washington this year. The Denver Broncos schedule gets a lot tougher from here on out in these final 12 remaining games. And I talked a little bit about it last night. I think it's important for the Denver Broncos to establish consistency, establish flow. Don't get too fancy in, in what you're trying to do on the field. And I think everything will work out. So real quick, before we get to the interview with my man, Ty Walden, I want to tell you real quick about mybookie.ag. Now, mybookie.ag. AG is my premier go-to sports book out there. It's like having Las Vegas in your pocket. And the reason I say that is because you can win money, baby. You can bet on sports. And who doesn't love sports and who doesn't love money? So why not combine the two by going to mybookie.ag today? Now, mybookie.ag has one of the best reputations out there among sports books. Okay. I used to play a lot of FanDuel, DraftKings, all these fantasy games that promise, you know what, link your bank account, pay money, and then you'll receive your winnings as well. Well, you know, guess what? I, I got tired of some of the shady insider trading and I got tired of not receiving my money in the time that I wanted, obviously in, in games that I won. Now, there's a game I won 50 bucks. I didn't get my money for about two weeks. Okay. Who wants that to happen? Not me. So my bookie.ag does something great for you. Obviously you win a contest, you win your amount of money, you receive your payout within 48 hours of your winnings. My bookie.ag is one of the only premier sports books out there that does that. And you yourself can get access to that today by going to mybookie.ag and signing up. And when you do, please be sure to include the promo code locked on. When you do this, you receive up to a 100% deposit bonus today when you sign up. So you sign up and you pitch forward $200. Guess what? Mybookie.ag is going to match you with $200 as well. So you start off with $400, $200 free money, advance your winnings, stack your cash and play and win big today by heading over to mybookie.ag. I tell you what, they're the, they're the premier guys. I trust them. And, and you know what? I hope you guys take my word. I hope you guys trust my word. And I tell you when I, when I tell you that mybookie.ag is the place that I go to when I want to bet on sports of any event, any stature, they have me covered and they, they treat me really well. I'm very impressed with them. They're a great fan base. Their, their customer service is top notch and the money's real. The money's real good. And if you're a money guy, you love sports. Like I said, mybookie.ag is the perfect place to bet on sports today. If you don't live in Vegas, if you live in Vegas, go on the tables, baby. But other than that, mybookie.ag. So let's dive into interviewing my man, Ty Walden, editor over at Predominantly Orange, a guy I used to write for. Huge Broncos fan. I, I had the opportunity of working with Ty over at Predominantly Orange when uh, Sarah Bedinger, I reached out and said, hey, you know what? I'm really interested in writing about the Denver Broncos. I love football. I love the Denver Broncos. I coach it for a living. I played it for over 12 to 13 years. I enjoy it. And I and I love reading your guys' stuff. Now, Predominantly Orange is a, is a huge Denver Broncos site, and I was very happy in my time there. And I was able to write with such a great group of guys and they're still phenomenal. And, and there's still a chance maybe back, you know, when I get some time that I'm going to go back to writing for them eventually. But you know what? I had locked on Broncos come my way. I was very, very blessed, very blessed for this opportunity. And now I'm focused on making locked on Broncos one of the premier podcasts covering the Denver Broncos across the world. Okay. Not just across the United States of America, but across the world for all the Broncos fans out there. This show is for you. It's sponsored by you. It's brought to you by the fans. You guys are a big element of the show. And once again, I want to say thank you to all the fans and listeners of Locked On Broncos. Please head on over to iTunes right now. Leave a review for Locked On Broncos. Tell me what I could do better. Tell us why you love the show. And if you want to be on Fan Friday, send me a tweet at Cody Work NFL at Locked On Broncos. Love the fans. Fans make the show. So let's get forward to it. Obviously, my man, Ty Walden, joining me here in just a few moments. 
Now I'm joined here on Locked On Broncos by my good friend, Ty Walden, editor over at Predominantly Orange, where I previously wrote for him. Ty, how's it going, man? I'm doing pretty well, Cody. How are you doing? You know what? I'm doing blessed and highly favored, man. Getting ready to go on this road trip here tonight for our football game out of town in Denver, actually. So if any of you guys are out there in Denver, want to come watch some high school football, come check me out, obviously, at Brighton High School. Uh, catch me out there. I'll be on my way to Denver here very shortly. But today, right now, I'm joined by my man Ty Walden. So, Ty, uh, this is the f- second ever, really, edition of Fan Friday. Now, I wanted to do Fan Friday for the fans and avid listeners of Locked On Broncos, guys who love the Denver Broncos. And I know out of, out of a lot of people, you love the Broncos the most. So, tell me a little bit about why you became a fan of the Denver Broncos and, and how much, you know, how being a fan became meaningful to you. Obviously, as you covered the Denver Broncos over at Predominantly Orange as well, how did you get introduced to the Denver Broncos, and why have you become such a big fan? Oh, that's a very loaded question. So I became a fan because of my mom. Uh, we were watching Super Bowl Thirty Two, the first one the Broncos ever watched, and I've been hooked ever since. Absolutely. So back in that game, obviously against Brett Favre, who's having an MVP caliber season, was the MVP actually out there. The Denver Broncos who actually weren't favored to win the game. That's when Brett Favre was having a very tremendous year. And then John Elway for the first time in his career, Terrell Davis as well. They won it. They finally got there. They got there again, and John Elway finally won it back in 1997. How old were you during that game? I know I was about uh, three years old during that time. Let me see. So that game happened in 98. So I I was eight years old when that game happened. So was that the Falcons game? Yep. The Falcons game, I was nine years old. Okay, so yeah, so yeah. So 97, the 97, 98 year, it was the uh, Green Bay Packers. 98, 99, it was the Atlanta Falcons game. And obviously both those games were very big. I remember uh, when the Denver Broncos were getting ready to go play the, you know, the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl. They had a very tough game that they edged out over the Jacksonville Jaguars who previously got him out the year before. Now, the Denver, the Denver Broncos' history in and of itself of getting to the Super Bowls, they've gotten there, and they've had a history of losing. And right, and I think this was the time where John Elway's like, you know, we're not having it anymore, and we saw the helicopter. You know, he, he put yeah. the team on his back, and that was a memorable moment. Now, I was only three years old at the time, but like I was telling Scotty Coleman last week, I've got pictures uh, my grandmother took me in the John Elway uniform watching that very game. And so my fandom's been there for a while. So uh, it's definitely great to share fandom with, with somebody just almost just as long. So, Ty, I just seen it was your birthday. You just celebrated it. And you just got a really good book from Andrew Mason, Tales from the Denver Broncos Silence, some of the best unheard Broncos stories ever. How far are you into it? Um, actually, my birthday is this Sunday, same day as the Giants game. Oh. So, yep, so I'll be watching that. Um, I actually only just got it yesterday. It was actually an early birthday present from a very good friend of mine. Um, but with me getting involved with school and trying to get all my writing done before this weekend, I have yet to crack it open. But I do plan on reading a couple of chapters or so this weekend. Now, I need to find a way to get a copy of that book because I, I want to know what goes on. I want to know some of the stories 
stories that Andrew Mason has as well, so I'm kind of jealous of you there. But you know what? What better way to have a birthday than on Broncos Sunday? You know, it's not. I don't get that luxury, so I'm pretty jealous of that. So hopefully we come out with the Denver Broncos win. Now, I'm going to ask you real quick. Obviously, you know, you're going back to school. You're doing a lot of things to get your education um, in terms of becoming a teacher. So that's actually awesome, you know, right there. How do you manage to balance all your time between writing and covering the Denver Broncos? I know the demand that you have over there predominantly orange is is pretty big and combined with all the schoolwork everything you do how do you do it man you know you're just you remind me almost you might be busier than me and i'm a pretty busy guy but how do you manage to do all that that's a really good question i'm only really a month into school so it still hasn't hit yet i mean the first two classes i i've taken are pretty much stuff that i learned four years four to eight years ago so it was kind of just like a refresher but the way I do it's just I just balance it's just all about having a equal balance between writing between going to work and then going to school and then always just trying to make sure you set enough time for yourself absolutely you know I'm, I'm, I'm struggling right now with the part of setting time for myself because I devote a lot of my time to football coaching obviously teaching and, and obviously Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Denver Broncos fan and my Sundays are spent religiously watching the Denver Broncos and NFL football so I applaud you for that tie as well so one thing I want to ask you obviously a big game this Sunday on your birthday New York Giants come to town now they're depleted with a lot of injuries Odo Beckham Jr.'s out Brandon Marshall Dwayne Harris Sterling Shepard may be out and obviously they suspended Dominique Rogers Camardi what uh what's your take on this upcoming New York Giants Denver Broncos matchup well, I have to say, I kind of feel a little, I feel a little bad for the Giants. It kind of reminds me of all the teams that, let's say, they're, they kind of, I wouldn't say much as the Chargers, but they just kind of remind me of that team that was destined to go far, possibly even get to the Super Bowl, especially playoffs. But there's always that, there's always that one team that injuries just completely cripple them and uh, pretty much like put them down, like get them down. Um, and that's just the, been the case with the New York Giants this year. You've, you lose your top two receivers and Odo Beckham Jr. and Brandon Marshall for the entire year. And you're possibly going to be without Sterling Shepard for this game. And let's see. The offensive line has just looked horrible. Ben McAdoo, I guess, looks like doesn't know what he's. It seems like he's caused a divide in the locker room. Dominic Rogers Camardi wanting to quit the team three to four times in the past, what three or four days, yeah. and then he just finally he they finally just decided that they had enough of him and decided to suspend him. I guess indefinitely. But no, no, no. I, I, think they, I think they said he's I saw something that he's supposed to be a healthy scratch for this game, but he's going to be like suspended indefinitely. Like we don't even know what the timetable was that he had returned. But the fact that a player like walked into your office 
and said, I'm not playing for you guys anymore. I quit. That just shows like how much how much of a dark cloud is hanging over this Giants franchise right now? You know, overall, I talked about it, you know, on my Wednesday show. I talked about, you know, it just seems like right now the New York Giants are one of the biggest laughing stocks in the NFL. And I don't think it's entirely their fault. You know, they, they have, yeah. they've had a tough schedule to start off. Obviously, starting off 0-5, heading into this Sunday's matchup with the Broncos. That's a tough game. And then you have to follow it up with a performance by playing the Seattle Seahawks as well. Uh, they're trying to find their identity. So the New York Giants don't have an easy road, especially in the NFC East where you have, you know, the Dallas Cowboys are, you know, they're playing pretty well. You know, they're losing games, but they are playing well in facets. They lost a tough one to Green Bay last weekend. And obviously the Washington Redskins are a big surprise this year, in my opinion. And I think they're absolutely dominating. Then you got the Philadelphia Eagles in the same division. Now this might be the first year in, uh, in many years, maybe seven seven to eight years where the New York Giants are at the bottom of the NFC East and you have Philadelphia, Washington, and Dallas all ahead of you. It's it's definitely one of those years. So I feel for Eli Manning. More importantly, you know, I love Eli Manning because of Peyton. Uh, I love their, you know, their old history, their commercials with the DirecTV, uh, when they had their dad walking through there and they, you know, they kept kicking each other and messing with each other and they kept pointing at each other, you know, almost like how kids do. Now, now that, that right there, that brotherhood, I, I always had a soft spot for Eli Manning as well. I think he's a great quarterback. I don't think he gets enough credit as he deserves, especially with having two Super Bowl rings, defeating Tom Brady mm-hmm. for both of those in, in big yep. games against very good Patriot teams. Obviously the team that went, you know, undefeated in the regular season and they were, they were trying to go 19 and all, but guess what? The New York Giants, David Tyree happened. So I feel like Eli Manning through all of this has taken the most heat on it. He's a little banged up. He's got a little bit of a neck bug. He got sacked by Melvin Ingram last week. He just had a rough go in this offensive line isn't protecting him. So I think it's going to be a tough game for the New York Giants. Now, this is a game where I hope the Denver Broncos don't look at everything that's going on that's wrong with the Giants and overlook them and don't play the standards because they have to still come out and execute. And that's what Vance Joseph preached this week, that they need to come out focused and focus on what they need to do regardless of the Giants being 0-5. We need to execute. We need to look good. So what are your thoughts on that? Obviously, midway through 3-1 and regular season so far. What are your thoughts on Vance Joseph so far through four games? Um, I really like his like I like I like how he's aggressive to a certain point. Well, the one thing that I had really a difficult time like scr- like was a real head scratcher was the fake punt against Buffalo. Yeah. At that point in the territory, I'm like, what are you doing? But there have been some times where he's made good play calls, and especially with this, he especially have, has this coaching staff around him, and you got Trevor Simeon who Kubiak they were like going like dink and dunk passes like. I've seen a lot. I, this probably doesn't directly result in Vance Joseph's style of play calling, but I've seen Simeon take more chances, take more shots, and that running game has just looked phenomenal. You know, I, I thought a lot, you know, this year so far the run game has been revamped, and it, it looks good. It looks as consistent as what we need from the Denver Broncos with C.J. Anderson and Jamal Charles. They've had some good games, and, and I think in some of those games where obviously they lost against Buffalo, I felt like they started going away from the run a little bit too 
too soon in that game. And I think they were forced to pass a little bit, especially there. But more so, it was frustrating to see that kind of abandonment, especially when it was working. Now, Jamal Charles has been an absolute refreshment. C.J. Anderson's run the ball really well. And then we saw Devontae Booker come in. So the Denver Broncos potentially have, you know, a three-headed monster at the tailback position, especially with rotation. I think that's going to help them keep guys fresh, especially Jamal Charles, especially C.J. Anderson. Having a guy like Devontae Booker to come in, keep them fresh is definitely huge. So I'm looking forward to that. So, Ty, before I let you go here, I want to get your prediction, okay? I don't like doing this too much, but you know what? Since it's your birthday, you're feeling lucky. It's been a good week so far for you, I'm guessing, especially with the gifts that you got and the gifts you're going to get. Hopefully, the Broncos carry it out for you. If you could predict how this game will go, make one bold prediction for this game, for the Denver Broncos-New York Giants game. Give me your one bold prediction. Oh, let's see. Bold prediction. Let's... Hmm. Okay, so Chris Harris is my favorite current Bronco. And my bold prediction for this game is that he's going to get a pick six. Bam, right there. You heard it here from Ty Walden here on Fan Friday from the Locked On Broncos, Locked On Podcast Network. Ty Walden predicts Chris Harris Jr. is going to get a pick six. You know, Ty, I agree with you. I look forward to it as well. Uh, thank you for joining me here tonight on Locked On Broncos Fan Friday. I love this feature. Want to keep getting guys going. Uh, obviously, thank you for featuring me a couple, you know, last week with your uh, fan interview over at Predominantly Orange as well, analyzing the Oakland Raiders matchup. I appreciate that tremendously, Ty. Uh, look forward to Obviously, you guys can catch you over at Predominantly Orange. How can they follow you on Twitter? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at TyFlyGuy15. Bam, you heard it here from Ty Walden, editor over at Predominantly Orange, good friend of mine. Join me here tonight, Fan Friday, Locked on Broncos. Ty, thank you so much. Of course.